Welcome everyone to today's class. Was there anyone who wasn't here or haven't heard the last lecture? Last week's class. But today's class is like a continuation of last week's class. So it's important that uh, you have heard it. So last week, we're doing chapter 17, Law of Causation. And we discussed the law of destiny last week. What is the law of destiny? Any idea? Law of destiny. What does it explain? Anyone want to give an explanation? Yeah, Vanita? That you, that you create your own um, whatever you basically whatever your choices are, you create that yourself. So you make your own destiny. It's not written for you. You know, God doesn't write it. Basically, you do it yourself. Very good. Yes, absolutely. Anybody else wants to add to that? Thank you, Vanita. Nilam. So your current status is a result of your past actions, I think. Yeah. Absolutely right. So we said that the whole world is an expression of different laws of nature, all different laws, chemical, biological, psychological. All these laws have a cause and effect relationship. And we said these laws work meticulously. And there's a cause and effect relationship. Simply put, we gave an example, apple has seeds. You plant the seed, the effect is a tree. From the tree you get an apple, once again you get seeds. Which you plant, you get more apple trees. Cause seed, effect tree. Effect tree, cause seed. It's a continuous cycle. Chicken produces an egg, which produces a chicken. It's a law. And this is the world. These laws make up the world. So we said, the if you want to describe the world, you can say, that the world is a never-ending expression of cause and effect. And this is the law of causation. And we also said that this law applies to us human beings as well, the microcosm. We're all governed by these laws, physically, mentally, and intellectually. We are made up of the combined effects of our past thoughts, desires, and actions. These are the cause, and our present state is the effect. So where we are right now is due to our past actions. So wherever you are now, who's responsible? You are. All of you. Whatever mental state, physical state, emotional state, whatever state you're in, it's you that's responsible. No one else. You can't blame anybody else. So that brings us to the present. We are right now made up of our past. So what of the future? The law of destiny says, you are at the present, a makeup of your past. What of the future? It's the same thing. You're in control of the future. In today's class, we discuss this law of karma. It states that we are in control of our future. Today's class is a little bit technical, so to explain this law, 
So please stop me if you don't understand, I can re-explain, doesn't matter how long it takes. So um, it's a little difficult to grasp. You need a bit of a mathematical brain, but we, we will get there. So, paragraph one, who, um, Meghna, the law of karma. The law of destiny defines the status of a person at any moment of his life with reference to his past from that moment. Whereas the law of karma is an extension of the law of destiny into the future. Both the laws are based on the principle of cause and effect. The law of destiny states that you are at present the product of your past. The law of karma reaches further to state that you are not only the product of your past, but the producer of your future as well. Destiny covers only the past and present, while karma covers the past, present and future. With reference to your past, you are a product, a slave. But with reference to your future, you are a producer, a master. You are the son of your father, as well as the father of your son. You are a son, father, product producer at the same time. Looking back into your past, you develop pessimism. Looking ahead into your future, you gain optimism. With the knowledge of the law of karma, you begin to realize that your shortcomings and difficulties are the creation of your past unintelligent activities and that you now have the opportunity to create a better future for yourself that you are a master of your destiny you are the master of your destiny so this what does this paragraph say the law of destiny explains your current situation you are a product of your past as we've already explained Everything you are is based on your past actions. You're physically, mentally, intellectually, and spiritually. It's all based on your past. So the law of karma extends the law into the future. Does anyone remember the definition of future? What is the future? Anyone remember the definition of future? Okay. So definition of future is the continuation of the past modified in the present. That equals the future. So the modification in the present right now is the effort you put into change. Whatever you are, wherever you are, that becomes the future. We're gonna go into more detail today. Does that make sense uh, and, uh, uh, as a statement? What you do today modifies and it becomes the future. Yeah? Okay. And both laws are governed by cause and effect, meaning you reap what you sow. Whatever you do, the effect of that is what, you do, what, what it is now. It's a law of the universe. Simply put, the law of karma states, you are the creator of your future. Destiny deals with the past and present. Karma deals with past, present and future. In other words, right now you're a slave of the past. Whatever you are now, you're the slave of the past, but you are the master of the future. Another way of putting it. You're in control of your future. Just means putting in self-effort. They gave an example. You're a son of your father, but you can be the father of your son or daughter. That is the future. You're a product and a producer.
So what does that mean? What does that mean in a nutshell? Sounds more complicated than it is actually. Yeah, Dimple. So you, right now you're the product of your of your past. Whatever you've done in the past is now affecting you now, but you can change all that now and make it better for your future. So whatever actions you take now, good actions, will bring you benefits in, in, in the future. What if I do worst action, bad action? Then that will affect your future actions. That means you won't have a good future. Absolutely. It works both ways, good or bad. So therefore, who's in control of your future? You are. Not God. The whole point of this is that it's not God who looks after your future, but it's in your hands. So you've got to take control of it. So if, if you understand this law, what it means is that wherever you are right now, if you're in a negative place, in a bad place, and you understand this law of karma, you realize the mistakes you have made in the past is the reason you are where you are right now. But with this law of karma, we can change that for the future. We can change our actions now to be whatever we want in the future. Nilam. I wasn't going to say anything, but um, actually just two things. Is this being recorded today? Oh, that's fine. I couldn't see. Um, I was just going to say, um, even though I wasn't, I think it's um, it's really empowering. So rather than being in victim mode of, oh, my life is like this and I did this and I did that, we can kind of just, yeah, pause and say, well, actually, whatever's done is done, but now I can move forward and I, have an, I can make an informed choice. The past is dead. There's nothing you can do about the past. You can't change it. You are the product of the past. Rishi. Um, I just wanted to ask, so when you say you're like a, you can affect your future or your actions will affect your future. What, when things that are seemingly random happen to you, when you say you can affect your future, do you mean that, that because if, I think there's like a distinction between you affecting how you are or how you react to the world as opposed to you thinking that you can somehow influence what the world does to you. So when you talk about like karma, do you mean how you are going to react to things happening to you or how you are? Or are you talking about you you literally, you know, change your future or things that happen to you or, you know, external factors that you you think you have no control over? So there's two aspects here, the world and you, correct? From, from your question, there's two aspects, the world and you. Yeah. So you're in control of your future based on the effort you put in, based on your thoughts and your actions. The world will throw at you whatever it wants to throw at you. Yeah, you can't help that. The weather will change no matter what. Yeah, regardless of whatever you want, the weather will change. You know, your boss will say things to you no matter what. You're in control of that. But you are in control of your reactions. You're in control of your efforts to change whichever direction you want to go, good or bad. That is in your control, no one else's control. This is what we're saying. Is that okay? So fair distinction, that's the distinction between the two. Does everyone understand what Rishi was asking? Yeah. Okay. Any other clarifications? So no matter, and after today's class, you'll have a better understanding of how we can do this. So whoever you are, wherever you are, if you don't like your situation, your personality, it's in your control. You don't have a job, you want a job, it's in your control. You put in the effort, you can get a job. You're a housewife, you want to become a businesswoman. Put in the right effort, slowly change from being a housewife to conducting a business. Takes time, 
lot of self-effort, but anything is achievable. It's in your hands. Any clarifications? So this gives you the power, as Neelam said, to do what you want, which direction you want to go. Future's in your hands. Meghna. A human being, therefore, is bound by his own past while he is free to act as he wills. Freedom and bondage seem to coexist in one person. Thus, you are a product of your past. You also possess a free will to act as you please. There are two forces operating in your life. The one from the past that has shaped your destiny, known as Bharabdha. The other which gives you freedom to choose your action, Purusharta. Your Purusharta chooses your course of action. And the actions executed already by your Purusharta, self-efforts, result in your Bharabdha destiny. Your destiny is thus the cumulative effect of all of your past self-efforts. Whatever has been the nature and quality of your effort in the past, the same will be reflected in your present destiny. If your physical, mental and intellectual activities have been positive, you meet with a positive destiny. If negative, you meet a negative destiny. If partly positive and partly negative, your destiny takes the same proportion. There's two words here, prarabdha and purusharta. Don't worry too much about those words. I'm going to explain that to you now. If you find um, what I'm saying is repetitive, just accept it. It's only to give you clarity. So we said we are a product of a past and we, and we can't change what we are right this minute, today but we are free to act as we want in the present. Meaning our next thought, our next action, we have the freedom to do what we want. Deepa, your next thought, you have the freedom to choose. Your next action. See, let's say before this class, you did not know you have free will. You wake up every morning, late, 8 a.m. But you want to wake up at 7. Something in you says, I want to wake up at 7 or 6 or 5. But because you're in that habit of waking up at 8, you can't help it. This is your present destiny. You can't help it. You've got a habit of waking up at 8. What it's saying is, yes, you're accustomed to waking up at 8. But with self-effort, you can change that. Force yourself to wake up at 7. It may not be easy because there are two forces operating on you. And this is the Purushata and Parabdha. There's two forces operating on you at any one time. Parabdha, we say, let's say P1, is the force that has acted in your life to create the present destiny right now. What's making you get up at eight is the force Parabdha from the past making you get up at eight. Everyone with me? Yeah, but there's a force too, Purushatta, P2 we call it, which allows you free will to choose the future actions, wanting to wake up at 7 a.m. You see the difference, Meghna? So at any one time, there are two forces operating. So the actions already chosen in the past by your self-effort is your present destiny. Positive past actions, you're in a good place right now. Negative past action, you're in a bad place. If good and bad actions in the past, your current destiny reflects that. But you have that self-effort, which is what we're going to talk about in the next few paragraphs. What is that self-effort? Is everyone clear on that? Yeah, any clarifications? Yeah, Nilam. Um, can I just check the Bharabdha? Didn't we talk about 
Parabdhavasanas. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Uh, it, it's different. It, this, okay. the, this word is being used is in, di in a different... Um, okay, fine. Yeah. So let's not confuse it with that part of the Parabdhavasana. Yeah. Okay. So just, just remember, it's, so don't get hooked on the words. There's two forces. It doesn't matter what we call it. One from the past, making you behave the way you are right now. And one which is self-effort, which can change your future, whichever way you want. Any clarification? Any other clarifications? You're with me. It's important that you're with me before we move on to the next paragraph. Great. Destiny is similar to your bank balance and self-effort to your capacity to earn or lose money, to credit or debit your account. Your bank balance at any point of time is the aggregate of all your credits and debits prior to that moment. Regardless of your balance showing credit or debit, your capacity to earn or lose remains independent of it. You could earn more and increase your balance or withdraw more and decrease it. Likewise, regardless of your present status, you could put in positive effort and evolve spiritually or indulge in negative effort and devolve. The law of karma goes on. Thank you. Give an example of the bank balance. Destiny is similar to your bank balance. Whatever your balance is right now, negative or positive, is due to your past actions. How much you've saved, how much you've spent. But what it's saying is regardless of that balance in the future, you have the ability either to spend more or save more. That is the force of self-effort. Regardless of what your balance is right now. You could earn more and increase your balance or withdraw more and decrease it. Similarly, you could put in positive effort now and evolve materially, spiritually, however, physically, or negative effort and devolve. The law of coma goes on. So the choice is yours. You are in control of your future. You're in control of your self-effort. So the only person stopping you would be yourself. Nobody else. You can achieve anything you want. It's all in your hands. Don't ever feel, what kind of life have I got? God didn't uh, favor me. This situation I'm in doesn't help you. You can get out. You put yourself into it, you can get out of it. Any clarifications? This class, today's class, should encourage you to evolve spiritually, take control of your life or materially, wherever you, whatever you want. Hence, it is your effort that makes the difference to your destiny. Few understand this law. They meekly attribute their success or failure to God not realizing that God is merely the substratum of activity and has nothing to do with the nature or quality of activity. God is like the sun above. The sun is the source of activity. Sinner or saint draws his vitality from the sun. The sun provides them both the energy to act. The sinner in a vicious way, the saint in a virtuous way. Thus, beings act according to their independent nature. You cannot commend or condemn the sun for their particular deeds. The sun stands clear from vice and virtue of the world. 
so does God, though supporting everything, remain immaculate, free from the happenings in the world. Clear definition there. We are responsible for our own future. Our own effort makes our destiny. People wrongly blame God for, our, for their misfortune. It is our own actions. Our own doing. God has nothing to do with it. We all act based on our inherent vastness, nature. Our vastness. But this topic is saying we can change that. Ramesh. We can change the vastness. How can we change our vastness? Yeah, Ramesh. By acting now. By acting. And changing now. When a vastness manifests, if you have the strength, and we've said self-effort and free will, it's up to you if you want to act on that vasana or not. It depends on the strength of your effort. We're in lockdown. Your vasana pops up. I want to go to the seaside. You can change that. You can say, you know, Boris catches me, 200 pound fine. Vasanas will manifest. You'll be surprised the kind of desire that manifests. You all know. I don't need to tell you what kind of desires manifest in the mind. Can, do we have to act on all of them? Some of them we can control. Some of them need more effort. So you can change your vastness. Take up higher values. So he's saying God only sustains the world, does not get involved in people's lives. He doesn't have time to deal with individual people. And there's an example. Sun gives vitality to the world, to all of us. Without the sun's vitality, we would not be able to function. We wouldn't be alive, actually. But how we function has nothing to do with the sun, is it? You can't blame the sun. One does charity work. The other robs a bank. What's it got to do with the sun? But without the sun, neither of them can do either. Same logic applies to God. God is there in the background, but he gives humans the free will to act as they wish, act as they please, act as they want to. Any questions? Is it clear? Good. Next paragraph. Your destiny at present is the effect of all your past self-efforts. For example, if you had exercised your free will in the past in merely gratifying your senses and leading a sensual life, then you would be a sensual person at present. That is your destiny. Instead, had you chosen to live a disciplined life and practice the higher values, you would now be a spiritually evolved person. Moreover, regardless of what state you are in at present, you tend to continue the same way. A sensual person pursues his sensual activities. Carry on, Magna. Yeah. A spiritual person continues to be spiritual which gives the impression that your present choice of action is influenced by your past. If that be so, how can self-effort be free? Stop there, Magna. Yeah. Thank you. So what it's saying, to get to the next stage, to understand self-effort, it's very important to understand this, is saying that our destiny currently is based on our past actions, our self-efforts. We're all clear of that. If you had lived the sensual life, then you will continue to behave in that way right now. This is your current, present destiny. If you live the disciplined life, higher values based on the scriptures, you'd be a spiritual person. This is your current destiny. 
So whatever you have done in the past manifests as your nature now. You continue to behave in this way. So you continue to manifest those same qualities right now. So how can self-effort change that? It's saying. How can self-effort change that? We're saying you're the product of your past. You can't help it, cause and effect. But, so how can you change it? Does everyone understand what we're saying here? A spiritual person will be spiritual now. Central person will be central right now. How can he change it? What is the self-effort? Your present choice of action is influenced by your past. If that be so, how can self-effort be free? Does that make sense, Nilam? The question, how can self-effort be free if it is controlled by the past actions? How does it, how does free will fit in the law of karma? If a person is bad, they continue to be bad. Person is good, they continue to be good. Plenty of people changing, good become bad, bad become good. How? Can you read the next paragraph, the same paragraph, please? If that be so, how can self-effort be free? Where does free, where does free will fit into the law of karma? An alcoholic is addicted to alcohol because of his heavy drinking in the past. If the past were to influence his present action, he will continue as an alcoholic. How then can he claim to have the freedom to choose to drink or not to drink? Likewise, a person is benevolent, noble, because of the virtuous life he has led. Here again, if the past influences his present action, he will continue to be virtuous. Thus, if it is accepted that one's past completely influences one's present, then the good will continue to be good and the bad will continue to be bad. But this is not so in practical life. People are subject to change. The good are known to have turned bad, so have the bad turned good. What then is the relationship between Bharata destiny and Purusharta self-effort? A question that has been disturbing the spiritual lobbies for long. The exact relationship between the two is easier understood with the following two illustrations. So does everyone understand the point, what we're trying to say is that your past actions is creating the present destiny, which you are right now. Now you want to change. An alcoholic does wants to stop drinking. Why does he keep drinking? What is the relationship between these two forces? P1 from the past and P2 self-effort. Why does he still drink even though he doesn't want to? How does it function? How does it work? We have to understand, otherwise it's okay to say we have free will, but how do you apply this free will? You don't want to behave the way you are, but you're still behaving the way, you get frustrated. It doesn't work. In the class he said, I've got free will, why isn't it working? You're all with me? Simple? Is there some part of us that's unaffected by vasanas then? That must be outside of all of this past and um, that must be unaffected by your dharma. Um, that, I mean, to me, that's the only way that you can have any part of you that's, you know, looking or able to influence your present outcomes. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what we call free will. 
the, the ability to be able to act differently based on your vastness, which is what you've just said, Vishy. Something there that allows you to be able to behave independently of your vasana. Correct, Vishy? This is exactly what we're saying is free will. Any other clarifications? I know it's a little bit technical today, but just feel free to clarify. Dimple. Would you say it's your um, intellect that allows you to give you that free will? So your mind is telling you, oh, keep drinking, but you know that's not good for you because your mind's overpowering your intellect. Is that what you mean? Um, in, a, in a way, you're absolutely right. You need an intellect to be able to practice free will. The mind will only stay with what it does. It likes it. It doesn't, that self-effort has to come from the intellect. Remember we said the intellect has to control the mind. The mind enjoys it. Drop, stop drinking, what do you mean? I love it. Intellect saying yes, but your kidney, it's not gonna last long. Your liver, sorry, I've got a nurse next to me. Liver. <laughs> so that's the intellect saying, you gotta stop. Yeah, simple. So without the intellect, you got no chance. Okay, we've got a couple of examples. But does everyone understand what we're, the point we're trying to raise here? How can your current destiny, which is influencing your life, how can you change that with free will? And even if you try, why is it not changing? I'm trying to wake up at seven. But I'm still, can't manage it, why? So we've got an example, a couple of examples actually. And I think after that, you'll have a much better, clearer understanding. So the first comparison is to a boat. Stop me if, if it doesn't make sense. You're traveling on a boat, 16 kilometers per hour in still water, yeah? You're traveling in a boat, 16 kilometers an hour. And you're moving downstream. Everyone understand downstream? You're going with the flow. The water in the river flows at a speed of two kilometers per hour. What is the speed of the boat? Eighteen. Eighteen. Sixteen is the speed of the boat, and you got the water running at two kilometers an hour. So you're now traveling at 18 kilometers an hour downstream. But if you're moving upstream, the boat speed will reduce from 16 to 14 because you're going upstream at 16 kilometers an hour, but you've got a force of two kilometers an hour of the river coming downhill, downstream. So now the boat is, speed is reduced to 14 kilometers an hour. Is everyone with me so far? So the speed of boat varies from 18 to 14, depending upon its movement down or up. But what is the speed of the boat, regardless, upstream or downstream? Eighteen. Nope. Sorry, sixteen. Sorry. Speed of the boat does not change; it stays at sixteen. Yes? So can we say that the speed of the boat is independent of the speed of the water? Yeah? But when it moves in the river, it becomes 18 downstream and 14 upstream. Is everyone clear on that before we move on? Andres, are you clear on that? Speed of boat is 16, downstream it goes at 18, upstream it goes at 14 because the water is traveling at two kilometers an hour. It's quite straightforward. 
So if you compare the original speed of the boat to your purushatta, your self-effort, and the speed of the water to your destiny, parabda, P1, your self-effort is free. The boat speed is free regardless. Upstream or downstream, the boat still goes at 16 kilometers an hour. That's its speed. Similarly, your destiny cannot alter your self-effort. It's independent. This is what it's saying. Wherever you are right now, the self-effort you put in is independent. See, the speed of the water cannot change the motor of the boat. It will always go at 16. Your self-effort is independent. So, therefore, even though your self-effort is independent, it is in effect altered by your destiny, meaning the, the flow of the water affects your self-effort. When you apply your self-effort in the background of your destiny, the effect produced is different. Hence, you may not get the result you're looking for. The effect is different. So, what it's trying to say is, the boat speed is independent of the river. We all get that, yes? Similarly, your self-effort is independent of your destiny right now. Yeah? But, just as the boat, when it goes downstream or upstream, the speed is changed, it's affected. Similarly, the results, when you put in the self-effort, combined with your current destiny, the effect is different. That's why you may not get the result you're looking for immediately. Practiben, does that make sense? Please ask me to clarify and I will. Rishi, does that make sense? You're the technical person here, yeah? Okay, if you understand, then I can work down. Anybody not understand, I can explain again. Don't feel shy, Meghna. So we're trying to say that there's a specific sort of direction that we're, that is already going. It's not going to just change direction because we want it to, um, like immediately. Um, it's still going to follow the direction that it's going, but we can sort of affect the way it has going, but we won't be able to just sort of turn a corner straight away kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. But remember, whatever effort you're putting in is independent. Yeah, it's different. It is affected, but that's free will. You're, you're putting in the self-effort to change the way you are. There's two more examples we're going to go through. Um, Ravi, can you read the paragraph? Consider the case of the alcoholic. Consider the case of the alcoholic. One day the alcoholic may choose not to drink. He exercises his free will to abstain from liquor. And yet he may be found consuming it. The reason being that his destiny the background of indulgence is more powerful than his effort to abstain. When both these forces operate, the resultant effect will lean towards the more powerful. That explains why he drinks, even if he chooses not to do so. If, however, he continues to exercise his choice not to drink, he would gradually neutralize the effect of his destiny and stop drinking. So he wants to stop drinking, but he's been drinking for 10 years. He can't overnight stop. Just like you want to lose 10 kilos of weight. You've been indulging for the last one year while you're in lockdown. And suddenly now you say, I put on 10 kilos, I need to lose it. Overnight, you're not going to lose it. The will is there, the self-effort you want to put in. 
But for you to lose 10 kilos, it may take at least three months. That is the self-effort you have to put in. And at the same time, you need to stop eating junk food, lower calories. So that has to go hand in hand to neutralize where you are right now. Similarly, the alcoholic wants to stop drinking. He doesn't enjoy drinking. He gets no pleasure from drinking. But all that drinking over so many years, he can't change that overnight. It takes time, it takes effort. Slowly, surely, it will get neutralized. You see, you know when they have AA meetings? Yeah. I'm sure none of you have ever been. Has anyone been to an AA meeting? Actually, I have. My friend organizes one. And he, asked, he invited me over once to just come and observe. Um, and everyone initially, everyone stands up and says, I'm an addict. I need help. Yeah, everyone starts with that. And then people talk about the experiences, how, whatever they're addicted to, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But the bottom line is everything boils down to self-effort. For them to come to that meeting takes self-effort. For them to want him to stop takes self-effort. And that's why people are there to encourage them so that they can sustain that self-effort. They want to stop, but they need help. And that is the, what we're saying is self-effort. They may still drink. They have a buddy system where you can ring this buddy when you're feeling vulnerable. And he helps you to sustain that thought of not wanting to drink. But it takes so much self-effort. This is what we're saying. That force, P1, from the past is so strong. That, that the self-effort, the force P2 has to be stronger, but it takes time. One more example. And then I think you, you'll get most of the understanding. Okay. The second example, again, illustrates how Purushatta, self-effort, functions in the background of Parapta, destiny. A wall is painted in yellow color. Apply a little blue paint on it. The blue mixes with yellow to turn green. Those who look at the wall do not see blue. They see green. In fact, you are applying blue, but it appears green. Keep applying blue over and over again. The yellow gets neutralized and the color turns blue. The yellow wall has now become blue. The blue paint is free will. Your effort, the yellow paint on the wall is your destiny. Just as the blue in the hand is free from the yellow on the wall, your self effort is independent of your destiny. But when you apply your self effort against your destiny, the effect produced is different. Keep on applying your self effort in the same direction. In course of time, your destiny changes in the direction set by your effort. That, that example will make it clear. Does everyone get that example? It's saying a wall is painted in a yellow color. You want to turn it blue. So your destiny is the yellow background, the yellow wall currently. That is your destiny. Your self-effort is the blue paint because you want to turn the wall blue. You want to become more spiritual, better person. Apply a little blue paint on it. But it doesn't turn blue. It turns green. How can that be? That's not the color I want. I want blue. People see it because how come it's gone green? You're painting blue. Keep applying the blue paint. Because of the past, the yellow paint 
You cannot turn blue straight away. You have to keep applying the blue paint. A few more layers, a few more layers. Eventually, it will turn blue. But in between, it'll go green, meaning an effect that you're not actually want. It's an effect, a color that you don't want. Similarly, your self-effort is independent of your destiny. Current destiny cannot influence the self-effort. It's independent. But you may not get the result you're looking for immediately. This is what they're saying. So don't lose faith. Depending on the strength of our previous action and continued self-effort, we can change our future. We can, continue, we can continue self, with continued self-effort, we can slowly neutralize our current destiny, our current personality, and set a new direction to achieve whatever we wish, become who we want. But in between, you may not like it. I don't want a green wall, I want a blue wall. Keep applying the blue paint. For meaning, keep putting in that self-effort. Eventually it will change. So don't worry about the past, look into the future. That's what Vedanta says. You are in control of your future. Any questions? It's a lot to take in, um, but it's just taking one thing that you can change your future. You just need to know how. You need to put in the right self-effort. Yeah, Jyoti. Hi, Anika. Um, I just want to ask, I absolutely agree with you about how it's in our hands to change our future and, you know, we can't blame anything other than ourselves about where we want and what we want to do. But reference to alcohol, uh, people who are addicted to alcohol and drugs, um, would you not say that's a disease, that's an illness? It's an illness of the mind. Addiction is an illness of the mind. Your body gets used to it, yeah? Why do they have AA meetings if they don't work? The AA meetings help you to strengthen that self-effort to change, if you want to. Yeah. First, you need to want to. You may say, I'm happy where I am. That's fine. But if you want to change, you can by putting in the effort. So an alcoholic, yes, it may be a disease, but there was plenty of help available in the NHS, in meetings, to help change that. But you need to want to change. Is that okay, Jyoti? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's all within you, that's what they're saying. You need to want to do that. Any other clarifications? Yeah, uh, Meghna. I was going to ask, does it... Your, your self-effort obviously depends on the strength of the, those events in, in your destiny or those things. So like, for example, with the wall, depending on the color or the shade of the yellow would depend on how much you needed to sort of cover it up. So it, you first probably have to determine how strong that, I don't know, what would you say, the past? destiny yeah the destiny was to then put over so then it deter it like changes basically the, the self-effort is, is based on how you know the amount of effort you have to put in would depend on how long you've been indulging yeah how much weight do you want to lose you want to lose two kilos. Your mom wants to lose 10 kilos. She puts in 10 times the effort you do. She's lost 10 kilos, but you've only lost one kilo. Yeah. So it depends on how much effort you put in. But the whole understanding of this is that you are in control. You're in control of it. Don't accept who you are if you don't want to be the person you are. You can change it. That's what they're saying. Don't rely on God to change it for you. 
you have to do it yourself. This is what the understanding should be. See, if you're waking up at eight for the last five years and you want to wake up at seven, it's not going to happen overnight. You might wake up at 10 to eight, five to eight, quarter to eight for about a month. <laughs> then it might take you another six months before you get to 7 a.m. Depending on how much effort you put in, you might have to put three alarms. So it all depends on how much effort you put in and how long you've been indulging in that way. These are just examples to give you uh, more clarity. But you have to think about it. So these concepts, this law of karma, people don't understand it, you see. We've now explained it today in a way that you can understand it, but you have to put in effort to understand it better and then turn it into wisdom so you can then apply it, whichever direction you want to go in life. But it's available. It's in you. And you can do it. Yeah, Magna. I was going to just clarify then that we need to strengthen our intellect to strengthen our free will. Strengthen your free will and the consistency of your self-effort. Because it's the mind that indulges, it's the mind that's got used to it. The mind is saying, forget it, I ain't waking up early. So the intellect, self-effort, and the higher cause. Why do you want to get up at seven? You know what? I want to study this subject. It's really helping me. Yeah, I want to study this. So that's a higher cause. It can change my life. Then that gives you the encouragement. Then you'll soon overpower the mind because that desire is stronger. Any other clarifications? Does that answer your question, Magna? So it's a bit technical today's class, but unfortunately that's the only way to explain it. There's no other way of explaining it. Yeah, so. No. Um, so moving on from what Magna just said about strengthening the intellect, because the example of the boat, for example, is, is that if you're going upstream because of your destiny, it can be quite disheartening mm -hmm. to think that you're putting in so much self-effort, but actually not achieving anything or having a, a positive outcome or effect from it. Because somebody, for example, might be putting in uh, self-effort for something for a very long time, yeah, and lose heart eventually because they'll be saying gosh i've been working on this for such a long time and it's obviously not working mm -hmm. they could so easily give up mm -hmm. so, so the the question is is know that that you know is so thick that i just have to keep on putting in practice <laughs> So she snookered herself. Yeah, because it is disheartening, <laughs> isn't it? Rishi, you got a question. Is, is it an answer to Sittle's question? Yeah, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if you if you put in the effort and you it feels like you're going going nowhere, you have to then objectively look at right. If I went back and did zero effort, where would I end up? You if you if you stayed in the same position on a river and you'd be like, all right, I haven't got anywhere. But, you know, behind you is a waterfall where you fall to your death. You wouldn't say that you've made no effort. You stayed alive the whole time that you've been paddling against the up upstream. You could have quite easily fallen off and, you know, died. So you have to look at it that way. <laughs> Amazing example. <laughs> Thanks, Rishi, you saved my bacon today. <laughs> There you go, which is put it in a nutshell, you know. Where would you be if you didn't put the self-effort? Mm. You'd be in a worse situation. In a nutshell. Yeah. Amazing. Any other clarification? Dimple, did you have a clarification? Dimple, did you raise your hand or? Okay. Any other clarifications? Think about it. 
read about, read it again if you've got the book, this um, particular topic. Uh, listen to the class again if you wish. Um, yeah, Rishi. Um, it's a bit unrelated to what we've been talking about, but in most of the classes, we talk about the mind as if it's, um, you know, it's an antagonistic to our intellect. And I suppose then, where would you see then, like, the ultimate goal is that they are, they work, the mind and the intellect work together, rather than, you know, it being, because it can seem as if like it should be all intellect and no mind, but okay. They're both independent, yes, but they both have different qualities. See, so you're you're made up of the spirit which enlivens you, the physical body which takes you from experience to experience. Yeah, but what controls the body? Is it the mind or the intellect? We want both. But we want the intellect to be in charge. Yeah, we want the mind. You go to a concert. You want the mind to feel the emotions of the concert. What has been, what you're hearing. Yeah, only the mind can feel that, the emotions. Yeah, but the, if the mind says, "I want to come here every night now," the intellect has to kick in and says, "Hang on, no, you can't." <laughs> you know, experience it, feel it. Yeah, that's it. So it has to work hand in hand. Yes. So intellect is in charge. The mind has a role of feeling emotions. Yeah. Um, it has likes and dislikes. It has desires. The intellect has to control that. Is that okay, Rishi? Both have to work in harmony. Shilavan, you have a question? No, I don't have a question, but talking of uh, changing, I came across this woman uh, from a podcast as well. Her name is Dr. Tararai Trent. And I'm just going to read a passage. Uh, it's so powerful that I'm shaking even reading. I was shaking when I heard about her and just reading this. And today we're talking about changing our destiny and she changed her destiny. And it's, uh, she's written a book called The Awakening Woman. She's written, we have a choice to pass the baton. I passed the baton of education. Terrarai Trent. I'm always amazed by the grace of Terrarai. Her determination to achieve the dreams of, of obtaining an education from rural parts of Zimbabwe to the USA. She's passing the baton to give others the opportunity to an education and to believe in their dreams. And the, the term they use is Tinogona. She was question at the age of 18 that what is your dream and she didn't know her dream and the woman from America said everybody has a dream so what would you dream what is your dream and she says I want an education because she was already married from at the age of 13 she had four children by then uh, abused and everything and then she says but how can I dream so this lady said go home and think what you you know, what is your dream? And then she went home and she asked her mother that this is a question I was asked. So the mother said, yes, what is your dream? And she says, I want an education. I was uh, stopped for having an education. And the mother said, write your dreams on a piece of paper and bury it under the tree. So she wrote her five dreams. She went to America. So after that, her, she's, she made up her mind she went to America, she graduated, she did her master's and she did her PhD in agriculture. She took all her children, she had five children and her husband and she achieved it. It took her 20 years after the age of 18. So it's, you know, we can achieve things. It's just sometimes we are so, our direction is so distorted by what people say. But if we have a dream, we can change anything. So you see, so it's exactly, exactly what we covered in class today. So you have to put in the effort of what you want, and then yeah. you put in the effort to achieve it. Yeah, and this is the self-effort that we need to put in. We don't have to accept who we are, what we are, why we are. Yeah, anything's possible 
with the right effort and guidance. Yeah. So it's very powerful what should have been said and what we've discussed in today's class because you can, if you apply it, you can change your future to whatever you want it to be. You know, we're talking in the spiritual path here that you can become a better spiritual person, but you can apply in any areas of your life, physically, emotionally, or intellectually. Any other clarifications before we switch off? So think about it. If you have any questions, um, we can ask. You can ask me next uh, Sunday before we begin. Um, read the paragraph again. It's quite self-explanatory. You just have to absorb it. You won't. You may not get it. The depth of it in one class. You'll have to put in some self-effort yourself. On that note, mine. Another question before you log off. How many times have you read this? to where you are now. Because Absolutely. I know this is my first time and it has taken me maybe one or two steps up the ladder, but I know that it, it will take more readings of this book to achieve what I need to achieve spiritually. Um, I, would, I would say that it's not just reading the book, it's um, understanding the book. Anyone can read it. Yep. but its understanding is what matters yeah and the understanding comes from your morning study that understanding that knowledge can only turn into understanding and wisdom by you studying in the morning during um satric time when you're open to be to open to absorb that knowledge so it's not matter of reading it's I mean, I may have gone over one paragraph or one topic a hundred times until I understood it. You know, um, but the environment that I learned in is very different from the environment we all are in now. You know, yeah. the whole ashram is designed for you to absorb that knowledge. You know, everything we do, from the food we eat, to everything we do, the conversations we have, it's all designed for us to absorb that knowledge. So therefore it takes more effort for, in, in, you know, for all of us here. Um, but the best thing I can say is if you read it in the morning, you will have to put in less effort than would you, if you'd read, read it any other time. The clarity would be better, the understanding. Yeah, so I can't answer your question how many times I read it because I don't know myself. But, <laughs> um, so everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your attention today. I know it's been a tough path, but. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.